0: Welcome to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I'm your host, Michael Unterberg, here, as always, with co-host Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Doing well, Mike. And here this week, also, with Benji Davis. How you doing, Benji? Hola. Whoa, a little foreign uh, energy <laughs> injected into California,
1: the- California, you know.
0: Okay, fair enough. By the way,
2: if I miss one or two, does that still mean always-
0: the, I know yeah. we we have to deal with you this. It may in not the be always season. anymore. Mira. Yeah. Uh, almost always. You missed two this year, yeah. It's <laughs> exactly. almost always, but that just seems awkward to say. Alan almost always two this year already, twenty twenty. Triple A. Alan's triple A. Yeah, yeah. Almost we always. Have to live it yeah. Well, we wanted to talk today about the subject that everyone's avoiding and uh talk a little bit about A, why is everyone avoiding talking about the election? It's pretty crazy that we have an election coming up in a few weeks and basically nobody wants to talk about it. And we haven't done a podcast on it yet. <laughs> yeah. Well I I, I I think it's pretty clear why Everybody is so blasé about it. It's two
2: weeks, right? The election's for two weeks from?
0: Uh, A little more. Like three weeks? No, I think it's two weeks. Two weeks, three weeks? No, no, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There aren't really advertisements up. Like if you're in Israel before an election, the whole country feels a little different. Like we have very short election seasons, but it becomes in the air everywhere. And here it's just like, I don't know. It's like filing for taxes now. It's just like, okay, we'll go in and vote. Not even any billboards. And I think it's partially because, you know, this is this is not only the third round, but everyone's more or less because of polls expecting this to not resolve anything. And we'll probably end up going to a fourth round of elections.
2: That's one of the predictions. That's what Amit Segal says. Yeah,
0: uh, it's a reasonable prediction. So mm-hmm. people are feeling a little tired, a little cynical. But I would like Do you want to say something, Benji? You're making a, I want to say something face.
1: I, I just don't think the election campaign has started. It'll, <laughs> it'll be about a week.
0: Well, uh, for sure it started. I mean, I mean, I mean.
1: Yeah, it started. They're doing things, but in terms of like, it really, where they're really out to target people that are not so locked in and keyed in, like you turn on the morning news, like. They not, know, it doesn't feel like election season. It I'm just saying. feels like a normal time of year. They talk about politics, and then they go on well, to We'll talk the a little bit stuff. later about
0: Bibi's challenge to Gantz to have a debate and the role of debates and the lack of debates in, the, in Israel, which is something that certainly American listeners would find strange, but even other countries, debates are part of the normal political season, and they haven't been in Israel since the 90s. So that's the second thing I when want to...
2: When Netanyahu dive-bombed them,
0: after... Uh, Shima Peretz. Yeah. Yeah. After Shima that's Peretz. That's the last were... time we've had one. Yeah. yeah. And that's Netanyahu's first time being prime minister, right? In yeah. 96? Six. So the reason why
1: we we actually have had debates, just the prime minister's never been involved in them. Like, you know, they've- Yeah, sure. Leaders of parties have been on TV. You call them pseudo-social debates, you know. No, but... but this
0: type of formal, the people at the top are now going to have to show the the voters what they think. So we'll get to that in a minute. The first question I want to ask is, part of why I think people are so- is the is the depression of I can't believe we're doing this again we're watching a system being malpracticed to the point that we can't have a mandated government but the other thing is I think there's another side to it which is we've now been over a year without a mandated formed government and life in Israel feels pretty normal the buses are running the electricity's working the toilets are flushing like the services that government provides you know the mail the, the post office such as it is, it's functioning as horribly as it always did, even though now with Amazon delivering, they're overwhelmed. Why? Why? I mean, what does this mean about government, guys? And this is sort of a civics question. Yeah. That life is moving along as normal. If we haven't had a formed, mandated government, if we have a caretaker government for over a year, why is it Mike, that life c- is functioning? class.
2: Ezra Hut in Israel. Being a citizen in Israel. I do.
0: Right? Isn't it weird? Yeah. It it feels yeah. weird. If, no, I think if you understand how government works, it's not so weird. Well, but I, you have to understand how government works.
2: I, I think I don't know if it's the flip side of that, but I have a question that certainly goes along with that. Maybe it's point A or B in that, which is why are why are we the people? Well, I count myself as among the people, the citizens. No, you're people, you know, Alan. Yeah, exactly. Not out. I've met people in your one. right? Yeah. Why are we not out on the street? <laughs> right, banging the doors down, holding up the signs. We because want government. People
1: have stable lives and money. Right. Oh. And right,
2: so it goes back. So,
1: like, yeah, you hear on the radio, the hospitals are, you know, imploding and all this stuff, but but they're people, always
2: imploding during flu season.
1: Right, number
0: one. You keep and hearing and these two, warnings, like, oh, it's going to hit the fan, but it isn't hitting the also fan. Also, most
2: people don't go to the
1: hospital because right. most people are healthy. Right. And people that aren't healthy can't go to protest. Right. I, and like, maybe some, like, uh, okay, so there won't be Hanukkah coverage at certain daycares because there's no budgets. Um, pr- infrastructure projects won't continue although it seems like they're building in every single corner in Jerusalem everywhere
0: you look are the cranes and they're doing the right. work and so
1: they're... like what they say there but there aren't budgets for projects that have been allocated as a result of just taking the 2019 budget and applying 2020 perhaps that's the case but us Amcha the people mm-hmm. that are living here we just don't feel it really and you don't see it unless maybe you're in um I don't know, a weaker population or in a different area than living in the capital or in the center of the country. Which nobody's
0: screaming about. Nobody's out on the streets saying, we, you know, we're not getting our services, That's the social correct. safety net. Things are the not ar- the
2: social protests. Because governments work in a form of bureaucracy, right? There's a, there's a strong infrastructure of bureaucracy. And I'm not talking about streets and things, but the bureaucracy itself. There's departments that the most of the people, the overwhelming majority of people who run a country— are long-time employees of this bureaucracy so when we think of, of gover- this ministry or that ministry
0: and you know, social security and all of those things that have to happen. So when we think of government as people who win and lose elections and go in and go out, that's not the main body of what the government is. Government workers are mostly full-time employees who do their job day in, day out. Right. So then what are the people we're electing doing? When making they decisions. Out? So they're the people. They're deciders. Looking and so at strategy, why does that not, So policy. why does that not affect us?
1: Because no new decisions are being made. We're living on decisions of a year ago. So that's like when they, this is my interpretation, obviously. Um, so when half of BB's cabinet, right, has been appointed during this moment of transition, there are legal issues with them making monumental decisions because they haven't been put there as a part of the real process yeah, it's of a, how politics works. It's a works. caretaker government. Right. So a, like the justice so. minister, you know, he's limited in, in what he can do. Although the defense minister, it seems he's doing whatever any defense minister did. I, so I don't know how that,
2: as opposed to what he said he would do if he was defense minister, <laughs>
1: but that's right, but that's side, which is what all side, politicians do, right? Because <laughs> right, every, because it, but it shows that like, okay, you have this politician, he says what he's going to do, then he goes into the ministry, he supposedly has decider status, but then there's a the director general, of the defense ministry is really running the show, and but right. he's the executor of the policies, and he's very, he's going to explain well. We
2: can't just carpet
1: bomb them for these obvious reasons and why it will right. endanger our security and open up a front in the north and who knows what will happen. So, so, the, so
2: let me ask the other side of the question. Then. Wait,
0: so wait, why wait, do I just we want need to clarify that we all agree that that's what's happening? That government works by a lower level bureaucracy of full time employees right. who do who do the work and then you vote people no, in also higher level bureaucracy. High level. I'm, like the director okay, general yeah, yeah. is not what I yeah. wanted
1: to add in is like I think Shimon Perez's first job, he was the director general of the defense he ministry was. when he was like twenty nine yeah, years old. Not his first job. No, but, but yeah, I meant but like his first like big, high level yeah, yeah. political job Correct. wasn't as a minister. He was a technocrat. And Correct. as the def, as the because the defense minister was the prime minister, and so the def, prime minister Ben Gurion was making the decisions. Paris was a Ben Gurion guy. He's the director general of the defense ministry, you know,
2: which yeah. which was which haunted him his whole life. Was that he was a bureau, he came from the bureaucracy right. and he not from the army. Guys, I'm pulling my teacher.
0: What, I'm pulling yeah. my teacher card now. Are we tangenting too much? Well, yeah. it's not the question of tangenting. I want to make sure that listeners get what we're saying. Yes, and that is that. There are technocrats who run the business of government you elect people to analyze the overall problem and strategy and say this we have to fix this is a new thing we have to develop and then give those orders down to the technocrats to make it so but the technocrats doing their job are doing their job now, if you don't have the people on top setting the budget or things like that, it could fall apart, and also new problems will arise or new planning that should have happened won't happen. So it could take a few years down the line to feel the damage of not having the elected people set up. But in general, oh. day in day out, day in day out, the technocrats are doing their job and things are working. So,
2: so that's what I want to I want to like nail down a little bit more. So why why do we even need these politicians? In other words, we have technocrats. They're doing their jobs, okay. So we need a little bit of budgets, but what what really does the politician do when he gets into his because or her you need position? somebody
0: you need somebody above that people doing the job to take an objective look and say, I think this could be better if we do X. I think this is a problem that's going to come unless we do Y. I want to propose a new program called Z, and and they have to go to the people and say, Do you think my ideas are good? Choose me, and I will steer the strategy. In other words. Who's setting the policy? Who's making the strategy? Who's planning how the technocrats do their job? The people should have input onto who's making those decisions. Right. Michael says all the time,
1: they work for us. Right. Right. So I see it as like this process where the technocrats work for the government. Right, Right. But the government, right, who do they work for? They work for the people. So it's democracy. The technocrats, we don't hire them the The government hires right. them, and we hire the government. So right. we hire the politicians.
0: We the, have to hire the people who are going to set the policy to tell the technocrats what to do. So
2: right. maybe if we can make an analogy, it'll help. But you guys will tell me if this analogy works. Right? Take like an organization. Right? So an organization has the workers in the organization, yeah. and then there's the board of directors. Yeah. And the board of directors are really the ones who are the bosses. They're the ones who are making sure that Chairman that, of the board. Yeah. Chairman of the board. They're making sure that all the the workers are doing what they say. They're setting also the vision for the organization. Right. They're making sure everything is running the way it is. Direction, it's to values, be. strategy,
0: yeah. things like that have to come from the board. Right. And that's sort and of what the government is. So they're
2: is. Court of board of directors. And that, and I just I, don't know. I think this comes back to actually something that we talk about a lot, and everybody talks about Israel. That is supposed to come out of a shared vision that the society holds, right. which comes to like, that's the point of a constitution about how all this works. And so that that's kind of how it, it should be working that the government is implementing a vision that is shared amongst a broad. Uh, sector of the of the society.
0: Well, ultimately, you you what you the way, the way to achieve that is balance. Is you yeah. have people who disagree, saying I think of it from this perspective, and the other side says I think right. of it from that perspective, and third, fourth, and fifth, you know, everybody thinks of it from their perspective. So right. they have different agendas, and then they come together and compromise on a thing that should therefore be the most representative of the largest group of people. Right. That's the way,
2: and without without taking too much away from the the minorities' opinions. Without, well, the minorities have
0: them. to have a voice also. Right. that they have to. Their voice has to be heard and has to right. be weighed in forming that shared. That's why I I I prefer. Compromise, although that seems to, I, for some reason, has some sort of negativity sounding to it. Consensus, even even if you don't achieve consensus, which is fine. On some issues, you do, but on many issues, you don't. But to be able to compromise as a society and say, "Well, we're going to go this way," right. because that way the most voices are heard. Everybody gives something, and we all so either if you can achieve consensus, that's great. Often you can't. You have to achieve Why are compromise. Why we continuing to have
1: elections? Well, because no you do. No?
0: In other words, it's right. the the, the 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 management of the government is essential. It just uh, – it's not – you're not going to feel it in your day-to-day life after a year of – caretaker government right they're going to be able to direct enough that inertia is going to mean the basic services are going to continue to be provided right. at some point creating new budget at some point also long-term things projects. that should have been planned aren't planned so you know maybe all the roads for, are still inst- being repaired now but what about yeah. the roads from five Yeah, years for instance
2: like you have projects now that have started that their completion is only going to be let's say in 2023 right so projects that should start in 2020 and will be complete in 2025 may now not be started until 2022 and not get done until 2027 or 28. Right. Right? It could and be so. that but we're already you, used to that in Israel anyway. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but in it, other words, forever. Say
0: it could be, it could be, you know, a government after, let's say we, we end the malpractice. We have a per- perfectly, functioning government. Everything's groovy. Roads could be terrible in five years, even though we have good governments because the planning to fix them should have been been, right. been, been done now right. and they won't be.
2: By the way, I have another interesting example, just this, we've touched on the other big news item being the coronavirus, mm-hmm. right? The Ministry of Health does have a plan that they've come up with set in motion for what their prediction is it comes to Israel. That's yeah, but well, that's sort of like Israel, defense so. ministry. There are certain vital, yeah, exactly.
0: vital ministries that have to do their work as they always did and exactly. can't, uh, that you can't can't go on strike, can't be held back by a dysfunctional right. election system. they have to so in the health ministry, especially yeah. with a you know global pandemic, however serious it is or isn't, right uh, they have to be able to address that and Israel needs to plan yep, yeah, it's the uh, World War Z <laughs> plan of cutting off Israel from the world somehow, which isn't going to work okay <laughs> yeah uh okay, so can we talk about the debate and the debate that didn't happen? And why to many countries around the world debates, why are debates of the leaders at that level essential? Uh, You know, England had a debate between the main contenders. It's a little bit different in a parliamentary system. It makes more sense in a a two-party system to have the presidential candidates debate. But here, you know... But we know who the two main candidates for prime home. minister are. It wouldn't here, be hard to have a two-person debate. And I parliaments think. parliaments do it around the world where the, the leaders of the big parties debate. Not every party has to have a seat at the debate, although you could find a way to do that also. I think the problem... I don't know if it's a problem. It's just not a part of our political tradition
1: here, as far as I understand. We're in a way... It's like there's it, no law that mandates... Well, it has.
2: It was for 20 years, and then it yeah, was not. It was. Then, then it comes it in, out. it comes out, it comes in, it comes out. Yeah, it was for twenty years, and now it hasn't been for twenty years. That's more or less right. So we don't have as so. much
1: time to create a tradition. Where in America, there's no laws that say they have to have debates. There's no,
2: no. law in America either. Right? No, but it's th- pressure. It's, just... it's the pressure of the of the media of the ability to get your voice out.
0: Well, the of... televised debate came with television. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like Here in that. Israel, also. And yeah. It started in 1977
2: when when Israel basically in the seven only in the seventies. Uh, opened up a television station. so and,
0: Which, cha- you know, technology changes culture, changes everything. Right. So that so that once a technology exists to do it, then you do it. And then it becomes a built-in part of the system that, you know, in America to not debate seems like absolute weakness. Whereas here, it seems kind of optional.
2: The que- yeah, because the question is that any politician asks of anything anywhere around the world is, is this going to be more helpful or less helpful for me, Right. And for the last, at least, decade, Netanyahu has been saying this is going to be less helpful for me.
0: Well, wow. right. whoever's ahead, you know? it can't be helpful because exactly. you're, you're ahead. Exactly. So that's so
1: why Bibi's saying debate me because
0: he's behind. Right. right. I mean, but exactly. he's been saying for a decade, we don't need debates. Debates aren't right. useful. Even though he's excellent at it, so you would think he would have right. been pushing for but it. But
1: if it's early win, he would destroy Gantz in a debate.
2: Who but it doesn't it? matter right. because even if you're excellent with it, it can expose you. You, you, don't, you know, He had nothing to gain.
0: Yeah. as the head, as the guy in charge, as the big name. And by
2: the way, as everybody even keeps saying that, I mean that's that's the mantra. Well, Bibi would destroy him, so that's better for him than actually going and destroying right. him. Because, so he knew that, you know, that
1: would happen. Is he would propose? <laughs> that's interesting. So he would propose to do the debate. Obviously, Gantz would say no, and then everyone would be like, "Well, obviously, Gantz would be bad in a debate. Like <laughs> Bibi's the king of debates."
0: Well, he had no, again <laughs> Bibi as the as the, no longer the front runner has nothing to lose by suggesting it. It's win win. He can be he can say, "Whoa, what's the matter? Gantz is scared." By, by the way, and everyone says, "Oh, he must be." Or Gant says yes, and then BB thinks he can beat him, and he almost I, certainly... I
2: think we should back up a little bit, though, just for our listeners, because I'm not so sure everybody's so clear that Gantz is the frontrunner, that that's something, since we haven't talked about it, and if they've been following that's true. The, the inside, they may not realize the shift that has taken place, at least in the polls, and... They're the front so maybe... runner as the biggest
1: party, even if they don't lead the biggest block.
0: Right, right. So... they're po- They're on polls, let's say they're like... Two up. Bouncing around, yeah, 35, and, and Likud's bouncing around 33. Pretty consistently. Which, again, as Benji's pointing out, doesn't matter in terms of forming a coalition. Neither side can form a coalition. And right. if you look at polling today as a snapshot, you neither side is going to be able to form a coalition without uh, Lieberman and uh, 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 Yisrael Beiteinu.
2: So really nothing has changed nothing. since since April,
0: the live election. Other right. than Likud, could has dropped, not a huge amount, not Really? but it was they were they were neck and neck in the first. No, in two. April they were thirty eight, weren't they? No, 37, no, no.
1: 38? In April they got thirty five. Oh, although 35. they uh. then the second election absorbed Kafalon um, and yeah. Fagelin, kinda, right. and then they only got thirty two in the end. Right. So supposedly there's three hundred thousand right. votes, uh, but you know they started out at thirty before the election. Like you know they to say they lost like. If, in 2015, they only had 30. In
0: Historically, I mean. In terms of trending, if you do a trend over know, time, BB's they've gone from 38 to 33. That's not, a loss.
1: I don't know why they see it that way, just because he in 2009, he had 27. Right. 2013, with Yisrael Beiteinu, By the way, 31. I made the government. Yeah, I at, made the government. i yeah. am right. just say, like, if you look at the numbers, 27 in 2009, 31 with Yisrael Beiteinu in 2013, 30 in 2015, right. and then in the, the two elections in 2019... He won thirty five and then thirty two. Yeah, they
0: built Likud into a juggernaut that, right. that so, ate like, up the the huge plurality of Israeli and votes. Feiglin and
1: fagelin and Kachlon were just satellite Likud parties anyway. It's yeah, like, and so people that but were like with Likud like, and Kahlon... they didn't come back to Likud. Those listen, voters.
0: Thirty three is a smaller number, go? dude. Thirty three is a smaller number than thirty eight.
1: No, and, so those vote Kachlon and Likud and Feiglin voters did not come back to Likud. Right, where did they, they went, go? I think they went to New Right, uh, Yamina. I think they went to Lieberman, and some to Kajolavan.
0: And Likud voters left Likud also to go to New Right. That's why you went from 38 to 33. Or from 35 to 32, depending yeah. on how you look at yeah, right, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right, as in, maybe. No, they're definitely... And That's they're, the new math for you. No, and Lieberman <laughs> jumped from 5 to 8, so there's for sure the soft right, as they're called... Right. They're not sticking with Likud because they're disgusted by the corruption, attacks on democratic institutions, rule of law. That's kind of like the accusation.
0: And the right wing has formed everyone to the right of Likud has more or less formed as one coalition to take all those votes, except for Otsma, basically. I mean, but is it? Oh, and Yisrael Baitinu. But Yisrael Baytenu is it's its ideologically own entity. to the right of Likud. It is. Right. It is. But so. they're their own organization of secular right. The other either traditional to religious right have formed their own block right except for the, the kahanist otsma party and so so likud is sort of in the doldrums their numbers dropped i just think they're stable
2: and strong
1: it's cra- you, i mean it's, you it's, just think
2: it depends on what coalitions they're making for any given election which is going to i just sway say their anytime the
1: likud is over 30 in this Period of time when they were at twelve in two thousand and six after the disengagement, right. and there's and Kadima and creation of Kadima. Right, I, I just think they're in a great space, and the fact that they're led by yes, the most popular prime minister in Israel, but the most hated prime minister in Israel at the same time, who has a trial date for bribery, fraud, and breach of trust on March two 17. weeks after the election, and he's stable at thirty-two to thirty-four seats in the polls is a tremendous accomplishment.
0: It is. It is. And, but going from 38 to 33 is not a tremendous accomplishment. But has alienated, you can say it doesn't matter so much, but at the end, it, if you're sitting in Likud and you're saying, listen, we have to do whatever King Bibi says, if the trend line continues, and I would argue well, It's really after,
1: 41 then, not, because it's 35 Likud, four cochlone, and then two Faglins, So it's 41 to 32, that's, what, that's a big drop. But there's no
0: mm-hmm. more cochlone and Feiglun are destroyed. Exactly,
1: so that's why I don't that's count a, them. Yeah. No, they're really 35 to 32. I don't know if I'm being too, like, you know... Into the minor details here.
2: I know it's a lot of numbers he's going got, on. I kind of <laughs> lost both of you. Has BB <laughs> gone from has you. BB
0: gone from the front runner and is no longer the front runner? He ran the biggest party, ran the neck and neck party, well, and again, now they were behind. tied. They were tied
1: thirty five to thirty five in April two thousand nineteen. He's gone
0: from being the front runner to being the the neck and neck to now being behind.
1: However, he's still not losing because the guy he's going to supposedly lose to can't form a government, which means Bibi's still prime minister. And that's why we're paralyzed. But he
0: still has a weaker hand than he had
1: before this started. Right. But not weak enough that he loses. To break the stalemate. Correct.
0: I understand. So he
1: wins if there's a. How tournament.
0: many more elections are we going to go through before Likud finally ousts him? There were already murmurs but, after the second election.
1: By, by the, yeah. I don't think he's going to get ousted by Likud.
2: It's actually interesting to look at. It's actually interesting to look at uh, Netanyahu's also actions down Not only with the debate, but he also has reached out to the Arab Israeli community, yep. um, which is an interesting thing which he didn't do in the last two elections. Right. So he, he incites he, against them and now reaches them. out. And now he's reaching out, which does show a certain sense of of uh, you know political pragmatism he's always a political pragmatist but that that the sands are shifting so he has to shift his instead of
0: the Ethiopian how is that strategy how is that strategy going to work
1: if he can get 50,000 votes more then that's uh, yeah
0: He's going to get 50,000 Arab Israelis. Like, I have a, no idea. It just, doesn't, just, uh, no, I thought that number. It doesn't matter. I don't even know that if he to does me, get That to me smells more of a, a Hail Mary. What I'm just ever. saying is he's
2: Maybe. just changing. It just shows shifting sands in his yeah.
0: in his strategy. He sees. So. He's looking ahead. To me, if you're if you're reaching out to Arab Israelis, mm. that smacks of desperation. Of I'm out of tactics that I think can work. Well, so I'm going for a Hail Mary. I don't
2: know. No, the Gaval tactics was also people said desperation, right? That, that's that's the opposite. Opposite. It's not even a desperation. Insighting. It yeah. just works. The yeah. Gaval tactics, explain, is... The Gaval tactics was screaming that we're going to lose to the leftists and the Arabs and they're all going to take over and we're going to have to you know, that have was, to leave the country. That was... So that was the last two, three, three more, elections. three
0: elections.
1: 2015
2: and then the last That was, right? I got to keep and
0: my base big and strong. Right, I and even and, me, and then I'll be unbeatable. Right. And two thousand,
1: it's his get out the vote strategy. Sorry, Alan.
2: No, I'm just saying in 2015 when he did this uh, uh, on the day of the elections, saying that Arabs are being bused to the stations. We got to get out the vote, right? And now in 2020, right? He's to turn actually to the, reaching out go, to the Arab Israelis. Hey guys, saying, I, you know I, I, my 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 parents and my parents-in-law have Arab doctors. You know that, that this is. Uh, I don't it's think it's an interesting. I think into what's going on in Netanyahu's mind. I sure would what that I, is. so here's what I'm saying.
0: I'm doing now my punditry reading of the analysis, which right. is worth exactly what you paid for it, which is nothing. But it seems <laughs> to me that anybody with any political sensibility can understand that the idea that he's going to attract a significant amount of the Arab voting base after the Gavalt. And he is so deeply unpopular in the Arab world that that now kissing up to them to, hey, have you guys thought of me? Yeah, they thought of you. They think about you all the time. Mm-hmm. And their voting numbers have shot up because of you not to vote for you. Right. And now you're like, oh, how do I get a piece of that? I, even, now, he may pull it off because he's the magician and can do things that don't make any sense historically. But at a certain point what are the odds of getting Arab-Israeli voters to vote for Bibi Netanyahu? They hate him. I mean, Likud gets I mean
1: they could get votes in certain Arab towns. Okay,
0: let's see. Let's see if that they if that votes. new Arab voting base... Who I don't got, know if it'd be who's, new. It's just keeping... The hold no, no, their they voting numbers right. have gone up because of the Gaval campaign. Right. So you want to bite into that by being... By, maybe... Maybe it'll work. I to think... me, it seems like he's out of sensible tactics that he's used. He's ch- he's totally changing tack because he sees what he has been doing isn't getting him the numbers he needs to succeed. Can
1: I ask a question? Yeah. What do we think uh, the possibility of him negotiating a plea bargain after this election or perhaps the fourth election? Because he's going to go to trial. I'm assuming he's not going to want to take the risk.
0: Oh, they'll take it. If he says, I want immunity, no, but, and I'll I, resign. But
1: the question is when, because... I don't think he's gonna go the whole case of a trial and risk the fact that he might go to jail, right? Yeah. If he has a card, which is, I can get some sort of plea bargain and then I'm I don't have to go to jail. The question is, the, when does he use that card? When he's
0: out of all options to keep to keep power. If he has a, if he has a chance of holding power, he won't give up. If he sees that he's not gonna have power, he could, he'll take the I'll resign don't, and give me immunity deal. Don't,
2: don't forget the Don't forget the trial will go on for a very long time. Right, it's like four years, probably something like that. At least. Remember, these things take forever, and there's no doubt that, and there's no uh, uh, absolutely he's going to come back guilty either. Who knows? Maybe right. he's not. You know? Yeah, but would
1: you, you're seventy something. You're seventy years old, seventy-one years old. You're going to take the risk that you'll spend a good part of the rest of your healthy years in jail.
0: How nah. long is he promising to stay prime minister in his seventies? I another think he'd
1: f- like to be prime minister for another decade. I know. I don't know. Bernie Sanders is like seventy-eight years old. He might become president. I mean, I don't think it will happen, but he might, right? If he's a Democratic candidate or Bloomberg. Anything's possible. Or Trump's like, what, 73? I mean, he's old. Like, is in something wrong to be president or no, prime no, minister until no. like 80? Yeah, um, I, I, I
0: don't know that he has an exit plan, but I don't think he's going to ask for immunity until...
1: It's not, I don't think it's immunity. It's not immunity. It's, uh, the, the, no, it's pardon. over. It's pardon, pardon, essentially. Pardon. Yeah. Or a plea bargain uh, where he says I'm guilty, but I don't go to jail or, yeah, yeah. Some, or you know, something like that. A get it a jail free card.
2: Think, I don't see it. I don't say it, pleading guilty. Only if it's his last of, option.
0: In any kind of thing.
1: Uh, some some sort of way where he How leaves that? the political sphere and doesn't have to go to it's jail. It's the
0: Spiro Agnew option in in, in, uh, in America, the Vice President Spiro Agnew. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You want to sp- explain the... Well, the Justice Department had him on corruption, on bribery. Right. And they came to him and they said, look, we don't want to embarrass the country and go through this lengthy process of disgracing you. By the way, Nixon also, right? No, so Nixon, little, well, we they can. didn't make that deal with Nixon. Right. Nixon resigned, resigned and he because he was going to be vice impeached, right. and it wasn't clear. That's where that precedent came from. But they're like, right. we're not totally clear. We can indict Nixon, but we definitely think we can probably indict the vice president, right. or at least start that process. And so Spiro Agnew just stepped aside. Right. That's why Gerald Ford came in, and he happened to be the new vice president when Nixon right. resigned, and so he, he became the, the, the president. Anyway? No. Who?
1: Which vice president went to? J- didn't one of them go to jail?
0: Mm. Got me
1: on
2: that one. I don't know, but I, I mean, or that's- it
1: was Agnew that was supposed to go to jail and didn't? Anyway,
2: I just think that, that I don't think that I don't th- I think BB is I stick to his guns. Did you see what happened with his wife? She stuck to her guns no, all she the way No, so, you she pled guilty? No, but I'm
0: saying that's the you know, yeah, you're arguing against yourself. She, right. she yeah. literally pled yeah, guilty, but she only had to but pay like
1: $55,000. Yeah, she back took a, to a fine country. because she pled guilty, she no, but she had no like jail time in yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So it was so, like it was almost a nothing thing I, in the end. I don't think it's a question of time.
0: I think it's politically everyone forgot about it it worked i think that what it is is you try uh, there, i don't think he's he's a magician not because he's such a brilliant strategist i think he's an unbelievable tactician and when he hits the brick wall and he's like i don't like any of these options then he goes to like Great, in, in our wants. case huh Great. netanyahu Create new options? Create new options. Let's go to another election. Let's go to another election and let's see what the new options are and maybe I'll be able to figure out my way out of that. And so once he's concluded that he has no other options, then he would take a deal like that. But he still thinks he has options. Campaigning to Ethiopians and Arabs is, I mean, okay, give it a try after Gaval. Give it a try. Maybe it'll work.
1: Ethiopians are a natural political base for Likud and the left. It could be. So they could come back. They're not huge numbers. So
2: They brought in uh, how many? did they allow to come in now from uh, Ethiopia? They're talking about four
1: hundred. Four hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's a disgrace. They should be letting. Of I mean, course, I'm they, should. they should. I'm just saying they should all come. Yeah, of yeah, course. Today. They should clear that
0: up, that process just, up, and speed it along. Yeah, but they're happen. but they're they're overall not thrilled with Bibi overall, and 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 they're not huge numbers. So he's he's getting to a point in his tactics where he's kind of reaching to. My assessment is these are not straight out of the BB playbook. These are like, oh, that's what you're trying to me? These are, okay, you're getting desperate because you're falling. Do you think if we go to a fourth round, Likud will will neck and neck again? Or will the Israeli public still turn, the right voters never gonna, are, are going to turn to the new right coalition, and the left voters are never going to vote for him? And he's he's hit his, he knows where his ceiling is. I don't know if he knows where his floor is. It's probably not much lower. But Blue and White, amazingly, under, I think, not a very good job by by Gantz, is outperforming him. That's not a sign of what a great campaign Blue and White is running, I don't think. I think it's a sign that he's not doing great. Hmm. It doesn't mean, as you, I agree with you, it doesn't mean he's down, uh, count him out. We're still in stalemate, and he can still keep it in stalemate,
1: Right, I mean, but blue and white has—it depends. You can say they've been awful or amazingly, because there are three political parties that have stayed together for over a year. Yeah, um, with some have with cr- ideology, some with no ideology, and their anti bbism has really held. It's quite amazing that that's that they've been able to hold it together. Remember when the election campaign started, Gantz was not in politics. He was polling at like 16 or 18 or 14 or I don't know what. There By was doing no, nothing. Right. And there was no opposition to BB at all. Right. Joined and now with, look where we've come in the last year. Joined
0: with Yeh Shatid, which was polling at what? Eight? 10, nine, 11. I don't know. And now together, they're 35.
1: With him Yeah. Right. So Which
0: was what? Two or three? I don't even I know if they, they passed weren't gonna the, pass, Right. Yeah. So
1: they have done something on the other hand. But like,
0: that's a huge accomplishment. And when you look at what they've done, you're like... Oh, I see how they did that huge accomplishment? Or you're just like, no, they're just riding the anti BB wave. Right. BB's screwing. Uh, they haven't it's, increased it's the BB's, block. No, they right. have. Well, what are you talking about? If you take those numbers and you add them up, you don't get to 35.
1: No, no, the, the, no. The, the left of center block is still been around 45. Oh, oh yeah.
0: the, blo- the overall block. The yeah. block's yeah. the same.
1: Yeah, it's they just, just shifting took around. Shift from Zionist Union, the left block, and guys, the left labor. block and Take the, it from the, labor. I'm a little worried Zionist we're getting too inside labor. baseball. Oh
0: right, right, the left, the left wing yeah. voters block is the same size. The right wing voter block is the same size. No party jiggering is changing those numbers very yeah. dramatically, and so we're stuck here, and so we'll have to see what happens. I think that the, and and and, and at some point something's got to give. Or we end up in a big problem. I will say... Something's got to give. Something's got to give. I will say this. <laughs> I don't know.
1: No, I don't think anything is going to give, but something's got to give for us to make any sort of progress. Right. Something's got to change. What's going to change? I think the only thing that changes is BB... As long as BB's in the political sphere, nothing changes, I don't think.
0: Going from... Going after Unless, f-
1: like, crazy economic meltdown in this country... God I don't forbid. Know, God forbid for us, but maybe that. Or, I don't think a war... Or between, a pandemic pandemic i don't think a war would change anything to be honest
0: it could
2: it depends god forbid it could kind people of could rally it around three bb three mini wars or yeah well, that's why you say it depends what hasn't kind of of changed
0: god forbid it depends what kind of war you're talking about. no i i don't think we can right. predict what's going to change break the stalemate no but i do think something eventually will break the stalemate and i do think that it so is, do you think
2: we're going to go to fourth election
0: i think so
1: for sure. Wow! You hear it from here. Wow! Two
2: predictions on this. Wow! Mike doesn't
0: like to make predictions, make and Benji's like me. Who cares? Well, I don't.
1: I want to be like Mike. Bad at predictions. Yeah, that I don't trust my predictions be a at all. Yeah. Be like <laughs> Mike.
0: Yeah, it's like bringing your umbrella so that it so that it won't rain. Yeah, I want to yeah. be like Mike. Yeah. Well, Don't do that. That would be a big mistake. But I do think there is something, and I, I I think that there is an element of malpractice in this stalemate. That people, that politicians aren't acting with the best interests of the nation. I don't think politicians are doing. I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm not proud of how the politicians are handling themselves. I, I blame I am, the. I blame the Likud politicians. Okay, that's who I blame. That's. I mean, wherever Meaning, the blame lies, I am glad that the systems are still working, that the buses yeah. are still running, that uh, that they're not breaking the rules. So far, everything they're doing that's malpractice is within the rules of how Israeli politics is supposed to work. They haven't really changed norms and rules, dude. We still have a butter shortage. And brown sugar. And brown sugar now. Just get the European butter.
2: Dude, we have lots of cows. Okay. Yeah, the problems is- <laughs> Just Israel, butter. The, the
0: mismanagement <laughs> problem- If you a were lot.
2: vegetarian, you wouldn't be saying that. It's just butter. <laughs> there's a lot of things. If you are vegan, you wouldn't care. If what maybe yes. you should be a vegan? Yeah, be a That's vegan. It's true. It is really true. We should be vegan. You're but... bad for the environment. Yeah, man. Alan, I'm definitely bad for the environment. <laughs> Humans are bad for the environment in general. That's you a don't given. even eat meat. You're probably the oxy. best for the environment,
1: guys. I'm trying to
0: make an optimistic <laughs> Who likes sum hamburgers up here. Raise your hand.
1: I love hamburgers. right, <laughs> Alan. <see>? <laughs> <laughs> You're better. <laughs> uh, I I
0: do think that uh, I, I do think that the, the there are plenty of problems that Israel has has had for a long time, and I think those need to be addressed and fixed. But uh, that being said, I do think that we're not having a total breakdown of the norms and rules of the system of how Israel works, which isn't necessarily true as in other countries where you do see rules right. and norms being broken. Right. That that well, sometimes rules and norms are being broken with governments,
2: with yeah. with political officials elected. <laughs> so I, so that
0: that that makes when that happens, it makes me more nervous than here, mm. where pol- politicians are doing a bad job, but the system itself hasn't been broken or violated and things are running along dysfunctionally even so i assume at some point we'll get out of this Mike, the optimist yeah well i'm a hopeful fellow and i do think although not in the near future i do i do think not trusting my own prediction that we'll go to fourth but i am hoping that something will help us steer out of the ditch Uh, no you guys disagree yeah that's good all right well
2: i I don't i think it's gonna be disaster (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, might as well take it because- uh I'm somewhere in the middle. As long as we're betting. <laughs> Someone's got to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Benji. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Ben, for engineering us to the end of the episode, which this is. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time.